Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Flux Campaign. I am not Tony. We're in the middle of Tony's story. But, eh, you know, we're going to go ahead and do a little uh, interlude here in the middle of exciting times, I guess. Um, so I'm going to DM a little session tonight that is actually going to be a slight teaser for my new campaign that will be season two, at least the beginning of season two. Um, the plan right now is that Steve and I will split kind of season two. At least I'll start and he'll pick up at some point in the future. Um, so we'll be a little bit more on the traditional side of D&D, but that's here nor there. Uh, for tonight, I'm taking the DM seat for a little bit and we have, um, well, let's just do a roll call um, and then we'll bring in our special guest for tonight as at the bottom of that roll call. I'll go first. Yeah, I'm you go first. Jackie, I play Silva, a gnome ranger, with her beast companion, White Tiger Snowflake. I'm Dom. I'm the cleric. I'm Brady. I'm playing Dillamy, a wizard, a little baby wizard. Gillamy? Dillamy? Wait, like D or G? D, like dill, like a pickle. Okay. Dillamy. How do you spell it? D I L I M I? Yeah, see, I mean it. Um, and you're ASMR? Yes, a little baby ASMR. I mean, we could have done that as soon as we actually got to see you, but... So, um, we're going to... So, in the world, we're going to pick up... It's going to be all the player, all the characters are in the dark void um, that we fell into after fighting with the Lich um, from Tony's campaign. And... Uh, it, like, we're all kind of sitting in the dark, and Greg kind of goes, ah, 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 and he lights a bonfire so we can kind of see, and he's like, I, I don't know what's happening, but I think we're stuck here, and and and, and I, I don't know what to do. But maybe maybe to avoid the stress, maybe we should tell a story. Um, do, you, do you guys remember um, that, that time that Lee took us um, to, to, um, back to New Hope? And and we went and visited that uh that 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 tower. Yes, but now in my darkest moment, I can only remember one thing. Way back when, before this all began, I was on a pilgrimage. I took it by sea. It was a great many journeys. I had a very good time, mostly because the captain of our ship was this very nice orc lady. And she boinked me. She boinked me so hard. Wait, what? <laughs> I made it with an orc lady. Oh, sex of my life. Okay. Aren't you a cleric? Uh, what do you know about my religion? You can have a mortal life. Love I, is love. I, 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 I'm a little disturbed by that story, Anorin. I'm using it to comfort myself. If I ever okay. make it out, if I ever make it out of this alive. I'm going to go back to my world. I'm going to find that orc lady, and I'm going to marry her. Aww. Seriously, the stuff that she did. <laughs> you have to put an adult tag just on this episode. Jesus. Just in the first five minutes. I know, we barely got their introductions. <laughs> and all of I felt it was appropriate to set the tone. Okay, yeah, but I'm setting the tone. I'm the DM guy. <laughs> Send it. I mean, I'm I'm excited for that prospect at some point. May have to do a one shot just of Anorin Sea Shanties. <laughs> um, I feel like that's every bard's like starter story, not a cleric's. 
I, I want to join that. <laughs> you what, Brady? I want to join that religion. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here right now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and so, so Greg starts recalling the story, um, which you know you guys participated in. Um, so we're gonna. So the story starts back in time. Uh, it's actually at the Harvest Festival when Lee had brought the whole town in um, to basically uh, set it up and do the celebrations and the contests and things. And you guys had like a week of downtime. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm taking it back to then because there was a day now in my head in canon, I guess. <laughs> that uh, Lee came uh, and and basically asked Greg to come do a diplomatic mission um, to a a fellow wizarding capital within the world, um, and so she came. She asked Greg to come and asked if anybody else wanted to come. And f- so, for the sake of this story, we're going to say that Silva and Anorin volunteered to go. Um. For whatever reasons they sure, want to come up not? with, <laughs> I'm okay with this. There you go. Um, I guess just to get away from Flux for a while and see something new. Um, I assume Silva's doing as a pilgrimage to see what other worlds look like. Yeah, she would be really <laughs> interested in that. Um, and I'm assuming Anorin just wanted to get away from Flux for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because this was oh, this was before you were possessed, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> So no possession tricks. <laughs> um, so we start in flux, and Lee basically gets you guys ready to go. And so um, you guys use the teleportation circle to head into New Hope, um, which takes you to Lee's like uh, study. And she grabs a few items and says, "Okay, so just to let you know, uh, we are traveling basically across the world. Um, mm. it, it turns out that we're on a little island." Um, that has a couple other cities and a giant whirlpool in the middle of it. Um, but on the other continent, uh, which we're kind of up against, but there's a nice rift between us, um, there's actually a huge, huge wizard capital city that exists um, over there. And uh, I was contacted by some of their members because they noticed that there was magic coming from the side of the world. Um, and when they discovered that we had a whole school here for wizards, they got very excited and wanted to kind of share resources and knowledge and things like that. So uh, we want to create a relationship with these people. Um, so I actually have a new teleportation circle that goes right to their tower. Um, but I want to bring you guys along for, uh, for a little mission that I'm going on just to kind of you know see that this world is getting better here. Um, and I'm really excited about it. Like a tour? <laughs> yeah, basically, um, that's what they're kind of giving me. I've only been there one time to help set up this teleportation circle, um, and that was about a week ago. And so I have a I have a meeting set up to meet with one of the the wizards there, and they said they're going to send me an apprentice to meet at the teleportation circle and show me around the around the tower. Uh, so it should be a uh, should be a good time. Do they have any animals? Where in the tower? In the- I guess. And we're going straight to the tower? Yeah, we're going straight okay. to the tower. Maybe it's it's just a teleportation so... circle right to the tower. That's that's how they said to get there. They oh, okay. it's traveling there and by any other means could take a long time. I'll I'll look out. So she sets up the new circle and uh you guys bamf and you end up in a room and so it's very ornate, very decorative, 
Um, you can tell it's probably like some sort of marble, um, or at least a white stone-ish like texture to the walls. There's columns. There's kind of um, coppery or brass uh, filigrees all over the place. And uh, you guys kind of set down, and you can see there's like a room, and there's like an arch. So this looks to just kind of be one of. It could be several teleportation rooms that are at this level. Um, and you see standing at the door a uh, a wizard. And I'll let you describe yourself, Brady. So, basically, I would be like a three-foot-tall, like little five, like like younger, like very young Asimir, who's just now learning um, wizard stuff. Uh, I would say he's about, he's got, you know, white with brown spotted wings. He's, uh, you know, a little bit tan skin complexion with uh, uh, just sandy blonde hair and, and uh, uh, dark piercing blue eyes. Is it sandy blonde? Yes. Okay. Um, and he, so Lee kind of walks up and, um, are you, uh, are you the apprentice that we're here to meet with? Oh, yes, I have been, I have been waiting for you guys to get over here. Oh, uh, I thought we were pretty on time, but, um, okay. I'm very impatient. Uh, fair enough. I, I, I try to be very diligent. Uh, I just had a few guests to bring along with. Um, is the, uh, is, is one of the members of the council ready for us, or are we doing the tour first? Um, I would assume that we're going to do the tour first. Nobody's advised me on if the uh, council members are ready yet. Okay, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I guess, um, uh, so you know, um, I obviously I should have fed you information so you could have probably fed this out to people, but I didn't really have a chance to do that. Um, so the name of the tower is, um, the Vinificious Tower. Um, this is where basically this wizard tower lies in the center of a very large city. Um, so Venificious is the city. This is the Tower of Venificious. And then there is basically three rings that exist um, for the most part. So there is Venificious uh, Lower, uh, which is basically the city. That's where all the, the labor is, the work, where basically everybody that's really not part of the wizard community is or resides. Um, and then you have Venificious Meridian, uh, which is basically where you are now. Uh, this is where most of the the wizardy things happen. And then Vinificious Prime is basically where the High Council resides. So that's like the top brass of the wizards. That's like their department. Um, and uh, so Dillamy basically kind of starts walking you guys out of the portal chamber, tells you the name of the tower, Tells you about the three levels. Um, you see that as you walk out of this kind of ring, or this room, there's like a big ring. There is um, what is essentially a column, probably about 20 feet wide, um, that is the center point of this tower. And there's like a beam of white light that is streaming, kind of it looks like from the ground floor up to the top. It's not very fast. It's kind of like a radiant light. Um, but it's just kind of streaming, and you can see specks that are kind of floating up into it every so often. Um, I, I kind of like this place. 
And you can see the floor is adorned also with all the filigrees, and you can see there's like wizard patterns, some runes, some arcane symbols, things like that. It looks very um, ornate. Dillamy looks at uh, Norin as he says that and goes, oh, if you like light, look at this. And he just throws dancing lights everywhere. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And so uh, the one thing I will say, uh, Gillamy, you know this, but anybody that has magic, um, and even Lee kind of like is introduced to it, the, the way this tower hums with magical energy it is much easier to cast magic in this place. Um, anything up to a third level spell slot doesn't cost you the spell slot. Mother of God. Like, you can just kind of feel like you could just do, like, first, second level, first, second, and third level. Like, you just kind of feel like they're just available. Almost like hand. And even higher level magic, you feel like you could cast here. Do you have any tricks you'd like to try out? Sometimes uh, <laughs> I get in trouble because I like to juggle um, divine magic. Or is this? Uh, yeah, trick? it applies to divine magic as well. Most clerics come here all the time, and if they have, if they need practice getting their spells out, they just kind of heal stuff. It's kind of nice. Or we ju- we have a contest saying who can juggle the most fireballs. <laughs> and that's when the clerics are needed. I could cast so many fireballs. <laughs> I could cast so many fireballs all day. My record is four. <laughs> I could cast them. I could cast like forty. <laughs> and and luckily the walls you can tell are a little bit magic protected. So if something does go errant, it it really doesn't affect. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Lee kind of just like like looking at her hand like. Just like very taken aback by like how 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 is this how this and so Dimily will like take a like a just like a cantrip of like a fire bolt and just kind of ch- and like toss it to uh, a Norin and just go see look you can just catch it it's it's magic Woo! that apparently a Norin just blown away <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> but th- this this seems oddly dangerous to 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 have this this kind of power within this. But uh, what causes all this magic to be so easy to cast? Um, and Dillamy, you'll know that it's just the way they set this tower up, and it has a lot to do with that beam. It's basically radiating magical energy to this tower so that it's just that much easier for them to do research, to do whatever they need to do to um, to basically support magical kind. Yeah, so the High Council knows all about that kind of stuff. I don't know the details. I just know <laughs> that the light kind of does what it needs to do and it supports magic to the building. And then, you know, the building just kind of does its little hummy, hummy, glowy thing. And we get the ability to kind of do what we need to do. It's It's been like this since I've been born. And, you know, not that I was born yesterday, but it was like, you know, just a few years ago. And now I'm getting better at magic and it helps because I'm in this tower. And also, it's it only applies as far as you know to Meridian. And you're not sure how directly it applies Prime. You've obviously never probably like, lay that. Too. But like, <laughs> if if you leave the lower, like if you leave and go to the lower level, 
you don't feel that same uh, feeling. Probably a way of keeping me in. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. Juggling fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> it's where also they can put, it's only so much protection you can put up to that kind of stuff. And they don't want anybody casually walking into the tower to have that kind of power. Like, to get to this level, you have to have a certain level of, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, clearance. Permission? Yeah, basically. Give a five-year-old permission. I love it. So then, um, so you start doing the tour. Uh, basically, you kind of show that this side is um, um, the... Uh, like where there's a there's several portal chamber or several portal circles that are set up for any transportation amongst the world or however, um, you kind of circle around the the meridian level and there's like flights like it's not just one floor there's several floors that envelop this meridian level, um, but um, there's you know cafeterias there's bunks um, you kind of show where like a lot of the students that study here magic where they stay. Um, like it's a very large area um, that this tower takes up. Um, like this, this tower is immense. <laughs> um, and then uh, you know, there's there's study chambers. There's a great library. Like it looks like the Meridian level was basically set up to be a place for wizards to study, um, to to do what they need to do to learn magic, to to be better at magic. Um, Fireball, dodgeball. <laughs> just yeah, I mean, there's like a gym where yeah, people are throwing like they have target practice and things like that. So it's it's a lot of training, um, and there's lots of people around here. You know, you've seen several hundreds just walking around. Um, but obviously, it's it's a very large area, like I said, so it's not super crowded either. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that's worth covering. Well, this is one of the largest wizard schools in all of the realms. That's what I know. <laughs> and and Lee kind of looks at you and goes, yeah, I mean, I thought we had a pretty good wizard school, but nothing compared to this. I'm still curious oh, how they get this magic so easy to cast around here. Like, she seems very stuck on this idea that magic is so easy to cast. Well, yeah, and it helps the young learners like me to get our to get our wings well me i'm not i got wings but it helps us get our growth and and make sure that uh we progress just as well as the uh the elders yes it's still like you can tell she doesn't feel quite right about it but there's something that's that's bothering her about it she doesn't quite understand but it's her lack of understanding that she's kind of scanning and trying to figure things out can i ask what's greg greg's reaction to this um, I forgot I was playing Greg. <laughs> I was like, is he right? <laughs> I mean, Greg is awestruck. Um, you know, he's also kind of thumbing through, feeling like all this power and um, and quite trying to figure it out. And he kind of took a fireball and kind of launched it between his hands, just kind of juggling one, not really looking to <laughs> to beat any yeah. records or anything, but just to kind of get the feeling for it. Um, and yeah, he he kind of you feel that he's kind of got this idea of like wow, this is like real safe magic. Like this is where you can practice without getting burned in a way. Like this is, this is a neat way to learn. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. And like, he keeps kind of going by Lee and being like, this is amazing. We need to do something like this at the school. Like imagine how much faster we could, that we could get the students to learn if they had this kind of environment. Lee kind of just like 
Because yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'll see what I can figure out. But you're right. This, this would be nice, but not, not at the expense that I'm afraid that this is putting on things. I'm not sure how this is happening, but it bothers me a little bit. Hmm. Do you think is the area around outside of the capital is that affected? Is there less magic out there than in here? Uh, no. Uh, so Dylan can relate. I, I I feel like I'm channeling through Dylan. Like uh, I feel bad I didn't get to feed a lot of detail through him. But basically, the idea is that um, it's it's very focused here. But no, it is not like there is a lack of magic in the rest of the world. It's it's very normal magic amounts through the rest of the world. Like at least you know. So Dylan has said that he has not been outside the walls of the city much but it's not like when he was outside the walls of the city he felt diminished in power so where is all this extra energy coming from it's always been there as far as i know hmm. we can go talk to the elders and see where they found it if i'm not mistaken i think they built the city around it um so I mean, yeah, if you guys are ready to go talk to the elders, we can head that direction for the council. Yes. Yeah, let's uh, get you answers. So so you know where the meeting is being set up. It's basically in like a big, I'll call it a conference room, but it's you know like a wizard's table kind of thing. Um, and so you get in there, and there are a few wizards. I didn't grab names, I don't think. <laughs> I don't remember where I put my giant list of names either. First name that comes to mind. Well, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. um, Randall. We'll do... Oh, Randall's a good one. We'll do Barnabas. <laughs> um, and Dimble. Because Dimble sounds like a fun name. <laughs> Vullian, uh, wait. Wait, what? Vullian, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys walk in and uh and Dilemi introduces um the group to the three council members that are meeting with you today. Um around, and they're already at the table. Um it looks like they're discussing something, so you guys aren't late or anything, they were just kind of already sitting there. Um so there's Randall, Barnabas, and Dimbly. Dimble. So Delamere will walk up to the council members and be like, um, I gave them the tour, I told them about the tower, about the energy, I tried to get them to juggle fireballs, but they weren't into it. <laughs> and um, so, um, I'm sorry we're late, and he kind of bows out and just kind of like backs up a little bit, because he knows this is where the adults start talking. <laughs> um, and and, and uh, Randall actually says, no, no, uh, Delamere, you feel free to stay, um, feel free to help delegate, and you've obviously spent a little bit of time with them, and that'll be fine. Um, oh, and, Dimble, and Dimble kind of goes, wait, you didn't, they didn't even want to throw fireballs? And he just pulls four fireballs out and starts juggling them. Like, but it's so much fun. I want to see what uh, Lee and uh, um, Greg's reaction to him just whipping them out is. I mean, they definitely kind of look aghast. Like, it's just mm -hmm. like, what, what? And then it's like, okay. And then he kind of puts them away and goes, sorry, sorry. Can I? So it's not like. Besides the fact that the magic is, I won't say infinite, but strengthened. Sure. Like a return. Is it like those aren't harmful also? Um, it seems to be that, yeah, the there is something about something. this 
area that magic is is it's yes it's it's easier to perform but things that are harmful do not tend to have effect here does it still so look it, it like, feels like, it like a theoretical gold, it feels like a theoretical area okay like it's just like yeah you can heal because that's fine like that's yeah. allowed but it seems like magic that would harm or damage something uh-huh. just doesn't seem to do that because the area, like you said, the walls are protected, or because of the fireball itself is not well. So, um, so I guess it's Silva asking that question, or is this well, you? Well, she's asking? like freaked out by this. <laughs> like, like I, and I'll say that okay. So, so let's go back. Different? Let's let's take a step back. So, so Barnabas kind of looks at the group and says, "Ah, uh, you all look very uh, disturbed by our loose use of magic here." Uh, I'd like to. Uh, Reckless is more like yeah. reckless. That is a great word for that. Um, I would like to explain that uh, in the in this part of the tower, as you were, uh, it is for schooling. It is here so that you can learn. Uh, we have many wards and magic spells set up in this area to make sure that harmful magic is not harmful. Um, so if you throw a fireball at someone, it will not actually do any damage. It is here to protect those that would like to practice. We like to work on the theory of magic here and less on the practicality uh, to ensure that, I mean, you can still go hit a target dummy if you would like. Uh, we have those set up so that people can actually like, you can hit a target like much like you would hit a target with an arrow if you were shooting a bow. You're not shooting somebody with the arrow, you're hitting a target. But in this realm, we also like to be able to, you know, cast magic against what would be real targets but we don't want to hurt those real targets. So we have many, many, many layers of warding in this whole area that basically make the damage from the spells inert. And we also make sure that at this level um, that magic is easier to cast. We find it is much easier for people to use spells in that regard. Does anyone have a fireball currently out? Um, probably not. I can pull the fireball out if you want one. Okay. I don't know if Silva wants to take it, but she'll like poke at it. You're like, is it hot? <laughs> no. It's not even hot. It's not even hot. It feels okay. like you basically poke it and it feels like a ball. Like if somebody was holding a ball. Okay. You can feel that there's a physicality to it. Is it squishy like a water balloon kind of thing? A little like, bit, I would say. Like, like it's 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 got a little bit of a give to it. Yeah, like a koosh ball kind of thing. Okay. So at this point, like Dimily would have like he like summoned like a floating disc and kind of was sitting on it to hang out to listen to you guys, and so he would kind of like hop off of it and kind of fly over real quick and just put the, you knowing she's scared, kind of gently put the fireball in her hands as she's like, ah. And then she wants to check out your flying thing. <laughs> it's a floating disc, a little first level. There you go. She's just poking a thing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> So you say that you built it around the city, this place, this place of learning, you built it around a nexus of magic, or am I misunderstanding that? Uh, as far as our records can tell, uh, yes, that is essentially how this tower was erected. It was many generations ago, um, but it is essentially founded on top of a, uh, yes, I guess you could call it a, um, I suppose a, a matter of uh, maybe crossing ley line is a more accurate description. Are there other 
other ley lines like this in the world or no? Uh, we are studying them currently. We have identified that it looks to be that there are sources of power in five uh, different points in the world, but so far this is the only establishment built around that point. I wonder. Truly a curious phenomenon. As far as we can tell, the, the stories go that uh, there was once a, a fight, uh, a, a, uh, a war, if you will, between two gods, um, and one of them was holding certain powers, and um, in order to protect those powers from the entity it was fighting, it chose to hide those powers and form a planet around it. And that is how this world was formed. And so the we believe these sources of 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 the magic are basically uh, streams flowing from these sources of power that have been buried here for Aeon. Hmm. And it's and yes, having the magic there is not depleting by any means. We just happen to be sitting in the middle of the nexus of this power. And you see Dimble kind of be like, oh, that's so nice. And he just pulls like a big fireball out and just kind of stares at it. It's like, I never get tired of this. And then uh, <clears throat> Dimbley will look over, or Dillamy will look over at the uh, counselor Dimble and be like, we've never had any trouble, have we? There's never been anything in the history that records uh, anything bad happening. I don't pay much attention in history class. <laughs> um, and you see Randall kind of say, ah, but no, we, we do not. No, we keep tight record on all resources in the regions. We make sure that nothing is going to happen to stop our equal balance that we have created. Everything is as it should be and in perfect balance. Mm. I would look over at... Uh, Dillamy would look over at, uh, at Lee and go, See, does that make you feel any better about it? Perfect balance. It's great. And she kind of just is staring at the table and just concentration and just. The one thing that can, the one thing that concerns me about perfect balance is how easily it can be tilted one way or the other. Yeah. Never been, never it still doesn't same. feel right. Something about this place does not feel. Too perfect. I, I don't know if it's a matter of perfection. I. Convenient. I, I, I'd like to I'd like to set up uh, regular meetings to to just kind of see um, how things are. I don't know how a relationship is going to be established here. I know we want to combine knowledge, um, and I would love to bring some of my students here occasionally to study under this um, what uh, this 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 teaching facility. Um, but yes, I would like to truly understand. Do, do what? What's at the bottom of the beam of light there in the hallway? Um, and you see Barnabas start to kind of look up, and and Randall kind of stops him. And says, "Well, it is. Uh, it is merely for show. It is just uh, we wanted to have a, an aesthetic, or sorry, not us. The original creator of the tower wanted to have an aesthetic in this tower that made it feel like there was a sense of divine purpose." power and it actually glows 
up to the elder sanctum um, where they have um, it's more like a room that's full of infinite light. Um, and it's basically just somewhere they can stay in as long as they want. Um, but they wanted to pipe it up from the down level um, so they could always feel like they were being powered by the people that actually run the city at the lower level. Adenorn, infinite light. You like light. Do. Yeah. Is Snowflake there, by the way? Is what? Snowflake there? Snowflake? Yeah, Snowflake would be here. No one seems dangerous yet. Dear God, Delamere would be petting him so much. Oh, and Snowflake would be batting at the fireballs. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if they're like koosh balls. (laughs) Yeah, then the cat's going to be chasing me around the conference. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise, Lee is, I mean, not necessarily. Um, like, you can tell she's she's just kind of still trying to feel it out. Um, but she she kind of gets her head straight. And um, so, um, yes, but yeah, we've had our um, our school for some time now. Um, I, I honestly did not know that uh, there was anybody else even remotely for miles. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised when you managed to find us. Um, and, and you see uh, Barnabas kind of look up and say, oh, yes, uh, we, we found your school by, um, we were actually, one of, a few of our pact were, um, were doing a scouting mission out to your part of the world um, to look into the whirlpool. And um, they happened to, detect magical traces coming from your school and we're curious um because we thought it was uninhabited and then when it turns out that there were um elves and humans living out there we were uh pleasantly surprised uh we have a very eclectic group of mix obviously you can see anywhere from asamar to uh we have some orcs around here um all sorts that that wander this place and you know we're a very diverse community Counselor, can we take them to see the Elder Sanctum so they can see the infinite light? Oh, um, we are. Uh, we don't even have permission to go up there. And Randall kind of says, I, I'm w- one of the only people that regularly visits this floor that has any sort of access to the Elder Sanctum. No. It was Randall who said that? Yeah. Hmm. But if the other, if the if the headmaster here needs to needs to learn about it, wouldn't she need to access it? Um, I I am a liaison with the elders to our uh, what do you call it? Our um to our department of uh, of knowledge uh, for external resources. Huh. Can I kind of. I guess it would be like a insight on Randall. Um, sure. Fourteen. 14. Um, so I mean, you can definitely tell he's political. Like, he's not answering questions. You you feel like he's answering your questions, 
but he's also not trying to over overly answer them. Like he's trying to stick to you're on a need to know basis. Here's what you need to know type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound like what he's saying is untruthful. Mm-hmm. Or truth. <laughs> a lie of omission, as it were. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so Lee kind of says, okay, well, I'd like to establish um, some timing. Um, Barnabas, do I get in touch with you on that? Do I get in touch with Dimble here? Um, and I'm sorry, what are the roles that you all fulfill for the for the school here? Um, and you see Randall, I, I am, like I said, the liaison to the elders to this floor. I participate in many means that may be of importance to the elders, and I relay information back to them. Um, and then Barnabas kind of steps up and while I'm actually a main member of the council here on the Meridian, uh, I, I oversee much of the exterior, um, relate external relationships to the tower. And then obviously report to Randall here. And then Dimble kind of goes, I'm just a teacher. I just like to have fun with fireballs. Where are the rest of the council members today? I figured you'd all want to meet them. Oh, they have classes and and all sorts of things that are going on. That was uh, Barnabas answered that. Speaking of which, I should probably go to class <laughs> today. Um, and then yeah, so we'll just kind of say that Lee kind of talked to them about more details of just how many students they have. Um. You know how many if if they should bring over newbies or advanced people, and they kind of started with advanced people and uh, some other details that are not necessarily that are more semantics to how the school is going to operate in terms of sharing resources with their school. Um, but it's on an educational level on both sides more than it is on a research level uh, with the tower, at least for now, just to start the business relationship. So Dillamy would look at the two, uh, look at the two, like uh, Lee and Greg, and go. Well, if you didn't have this type of magical nexus around you, how did you guys learn how to do magic? It had to be really hard. And Greg kind of just says, well, um, you kind of see Lee kind of shudder a little bit, like just kind of have a shy look. And Greg just kind of, well, I learned from Lee um, and and she learned when she was very young, but it's a lot of book uh, work Uh, in our city. We have uh, we've collected quite a series of books. through, well, I'm not 100% sure how we got all those books. <laughs> Lee and Lee kind of looks and says, well, I I, I, did, I did a lot to form the school, and I did a lot of, um, I did have to go to a couple other realms to, uh, to get to some of these books and things. So we do have a very diverse um, publication of, of, a, of a library uh, to ensure that we can study. Yeah, we have a great library here too. Oh wait, we already saw it. Oops. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have no. You guys have a much bigger library than I have. I I only amassed what I could from a few trips that I made to other um, regions and things and other worlds. Um, and even then, I was very. <laughs> it was very tricky. I spent at least ten years just collecting books um, on various trips. Uh, me would be kind of in awestruck that these two have learned so much magic with so little resources. He'd just be like, oh. Well, and I and I did collect some books from um from an old uh teacher of mine, but 
Um, most of it that I found was uh, of a very dark descent, so I had to weed through some of that to find the light, as it were. And she's obviously not getting into the whole <laughs> yeah. darkest timeline side of uh, <laughs> of events, but you get her there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then so they they kind of convene the the meeting here, um, and uh, uh, Barnabas walks up to uh, Dillamy and says, "All right, uh, you know, feel free to take our guests to the banquet hall and give the, and get them a meal prepared, um, and then whenever they're ready to go, after they if they want to look around a little bit more, that's fine. Um, and then when they're ready to go, if you could escort them back to the teleportation uh, chamber, that would be uh, lovely. You've got it. I will do so, Councilman." All right, uh, we are off. It was a pleasure to meet all of you. Uh, Lee, I look forward to our relationship in the future. And then you see um, the three of them start walking out, and you can see Randall kind of um, whispering at Barnabas a little bit. Roll perception for that. Okay. I forgot my dice on my other table. Hey, <laughs> use D&D Beyond. <laughs> Wait, other table? <laughs> How many tables are you around? <laughs> desk right now and then I had him on my wife's desk. Oh gotcha. Is that perception roll? We can blame Brady for all the downtime here. <laughs> Darn right you can. He's the one who reports to us. Oh um, yeah. there was 30 seconds of silence in there. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. I got a 17 on perception. Okay. Um what you hear, um, because you, you had a really good ear for this somehow, um, <laughs> is that, I mean, somehow it's just fine, um, is that Randall kind of, like, you can hear him say to Barnabas, like, you know, we really shouldn't give them as much information as we did. I, I feel like uh, the, the elf lady was a little, uh, I think she's sensing something. I'm afraid she's going to ask more questions. And then by then you hear them are out there out the door. As they walk out the door, I you know he's kind of like like hovering with his wings just to kind of stay at her shoulder level, shoulder level. And, you know <laughs> he, he would just look at her and be like, "You're still feeling uneasy," and I I, I don't understand why. Um, and as soon as um the others leave, and before you guys leave the room, um. She kind of looks at you and says, "How um, how ingrained in this place are you? That that you like? Are you just a student here right now?" Well, I live here. I um, I kind of am from here. And then when they saw I had magical ability, they brought me up here to learn, and I've kind of been here ever since. Um, but to be honest, I I don't like to lie. I heard what they said when they were whispering, and they say. They think you're asking too many questions. Well, it's weird that when when people that are highly intelligent are afraid of people asking questions, that usually is not a good thing. Because usually intelligent people like when people ask questions and they seem to avoid a lot of topics. You oh, guys I mean, think? They definitely have something to hide. Hide? They've got something to hide here, I don't think. Well... I don't know. Somebody's got skeletons. 
I didn't. I think this place is great. They and you kind of, you kind of see Lee kind of hold her hand out and kind of feel the thumb of the magic. And you see her kind of close her eyes and concentrate, and and she kind of like for a moment says, "There's, it's almost like necromantic magic, like the energy of it almost feels necromatic." Now, just because I, I think that, that that would be banned in the school, would that be something I would be like, oh, no, that's banned? Yeah, I, I mean, definitely, um, you know, they're okay with arcane. They're okay with, like, uh, you know, holy. But, yeah, for the most part, the practice of dark or necromatic magic is, um, it's not that you can't do it. It's not that they're not protected from it. But actually, necromatic magic is much harder to cast here. Yeah, so if she would, if she would like go to the school, or the, or if she would uh, relay that information, Delamy would be like, oh, "No, we don't do necromancy here. Not too many people are able to. It's it's really hard, and so they just kind of push us away from it. And if anybody has interest, they kind of dissuade them from doing it." I uh, I don't know if I can convey this the right way. It's not that I feel that that it's necromancy energy that is being perpetuated here it is that um like the old tales go like they're robbing the rich to feed the poor kind of right oh, yeah i've heard that story it's, it's the ring robbing the rich not the poor the what yeah robbing the it rich, not yes robbing it's it's the poor. like it's like the it's 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 it feels like the energy that they're using to to bind all this magic, and she and you can tell she like walks up to the wall, and she can almost feel or sense all the wards and things that have been put on this wall, um, and or like on all the surfaces and things like that. It's like she's like, I. It feels as if I want, I want to do another perception to see if the gar- if the councilmen are actually gone, because by this point, Delamy would be getting a little nervous because he's supposed to be taking them to the banquet hall, and they're just standing there talking. Um, yeah, do a perception. I mean, the doors are closed, so it'd be hard for you to know how far away they are. Meanwhile, can I ask, you may need to answer this, but Silva would want to ask Dillamy what, so he was born there. Mm -hmm. What, and he said once they learned he was magical, they started teaching him. What if he was not magical? Nothing. Well, then you stay on the lower level and you do, and you just, you know, you, you work and you do stuff and things like that. They still live good lives down there. They just don't have as much magical aptitude. Oh, I wrote a 22 on that perception. Okay. Um, I'll cover that first, then I'll come back to your perception. So, yeah, basically that's, I mean, I think he pretty much nailed that kind of concept. It's like, you're born within the city, right, somehow, but I will say that fine, you know, for the sake of this, Dillamy was born to somebody within the tower. Mm -hmm. His family is probably, I'm just going to say for now, and you can correct me if you don't like this, um, but I'm going to say that Dillamy's parents probably work for the tower as wizards or otherwise. That's actually how I had it, so that's perfect. Um, And so, like, he was kind of, he kind of grew up into it because he was magically adept, but due to the fact that his family already was a part of it, he'd probably be able to be there, regardless of his aptitude. But yes, generally for people to get into this school, 
if you're from the lower level, you have to prove your aptitude to get to that level. And Dillamy could relay this information in a way, knowing sure. that process. Can they intermingle? Are they allowed to do that? Yeah, the people today? from the wizard, from the Meridian, are allowed to go to the lower level. Like, you can oh. go down, it's just very hard to go up. Do they often? Not yeah. really, because uh-huh. it's kind of a, like, it's, it's almost like you consider it like slums, middle class, upper class. Sure. A little bit. I'm trying to like get a feel this whole for Meridian the Tower separation. is like a big city that's sitting in the middle of this tower. I'm trying to get a feel for the separation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's so definitely a say. caste system. Yeah. Like you're looking at, if, like, not that the Meridian people look down at the lower people, but they consider them the working class. Sure, that's okay. the people that provide the food. That's the people that provide the labor. They do all the dirty work down on the ground. Meanwhile, they're up here doing all the thought work and things like that. Okay. His perception. Um, so yeah, 20 perception. Um, uh, you know they're not in the room. And just for the sake of argument, because you rolled the 20, I'll say that you poke your eye out and you can see them still walking away, but they seem to not necessarily be like... Um, like, you can kind of tell... I will say that Randall kind of looks an eye back, but doesn't necessarily look like he's like interested to know when you guys leave the room. Or care. Yeah, so I would kind of like have Dillamy would kind of like fly on back over and be like, "Yeah, they haven't exactly gone yet, and they don't like it when I dilly dally." So let's kind of get going over there. Just at least walk slowly, and we can talk more about this. I just, you know, it, they they get mean sometimes. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, and so Lee kind of fouls, and we'll say you guys make it to the the banquet room. Um, and you guys kind of sit around a table and food is brought out. Um, lots of like cured meats, um, cheeses. Mm. Uh, Snowflake's excited. There you go. <laughs> um, um, you know, lots of like, it's, it's all very fresh. Um, like, but like the meats and stuff are a little bit more cured, but more for delicacy, like prosciutto and type things like that, where it takes time and energy and. You know, because it's more middle-class range, it's all kind of prepared specially. Um, and it's more of a lunchtime, so that's why it's kind of set up more like a sandwich board style, whatever. Um, God, I just made myself hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm thinking of prosciutto, and I'm just like, oh, it's 10.30 at night, and I'm hungry for prosciutto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, um and so you guys have like a nice spread. Um, and as you guys are kind of, as you guys are kind of eating, Lee's kind of nibbling, but mostly thinking. And she's, she's trying to get over. She's like, I just get this feeling that, and she's trying to be very quiet. Um, but, but you guys, I'm going to say it's like kind of off hours a little bit. So like you guys are kind of by yourself in like a, a corner of the room. Like Lee kind of made sure that was the case. Um, and then, you know, she, she kind of just like, I just get this feeling like you can't trace the source of this power, and that disturbs me. What disturbs you about it? Is there always supposed to be a source? I thought we just created it. And there, there's a source to everything. There's a, there's a balance, like they said, but it's usually with magic you can somewhat tell where the source is. Maybe not always, but somebody like me, I studied my life to understand the sources of magic, and I should be able to feel at least a flow of the magic. And I, I can feel the flow moving up, but I cannot find its source. Hmm. Or I, I can't tell where the source is. 
Like, like there's the cleric there. He gets magic. He doesn't get it from going up, right? I get mine from the blessings of my god. This, That's whatever it is, this is kind of strange. So you never actually like this. I'm kind of weirded out. I agree with Anorin on this. And Greg just, Greg just keeps trying to feel it, and he's like, I, I never studied that much to know how to feel sources. I do feel that there's power, but I can't tell where it's coming from either, but it so is no a little... feeling any of this at all? Like, cause you know what? Animals have, animals have weird senses, like if something's weird. So would is Snowflake acting weird at all about it? I would say that it's not, like... Animals can tell like emotions and like intention and things like that, and have a very strong sense of um, a physical presence. I would say, like if 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 you can agree with me on that, I would say because Snowflake is not necessarily a magical creature, yeah. does not necessarily feel that level of a of an, an apt. Almost like being force sensitive, right? Yeah, but if. Like the council was hiding something, could Snowflake sense no. something in that? No, it's 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 it when when you figure that like it's purely ba- like whatever is going on is purely based in the magical realm, mm-hmm. and for somebody even like Lee, who's very powerful in the ways of magic, to not be able to tell that source means that Snowflake would have no yeah. recollection of it. Like it's just not. In her wheelhouse. We're kind of useless here. <laughs> we're, we're looking at the pretty lights. <laughs> I mean, you, can, Otherwise we're you feel a bit of a sense that you're like nature magic even is a bit advanced. Oh, okay. But. In school, they taught us how to identify things with their magic. Can't you just use a spell like that to find the source? It's different here. Um, but identifying, you would have to look at the item itself or what was actually starting the magic. And I still do not feel that the, the source of the magic is even in this in this area. I also feel that if it was that simple, somebody would have figured it out already. That means if they have figured it out, that means they're hiding it from us. Well, if it comes from down, I guess you got to go down. Are we allowed to go to the lower level? I mean, we usually don't, uh, you, you know, we usually stay up here or just do some basic trading with the lower levels, but, you know, we can lower. You can always go lower, but it's harder to go up. I'm a little afraid of being able to get back up. I don't have all the credentials yet to to be here and wander around willy nilly. Hey, I sneak down their hat sometimes just to get a really nice bite of food. <laughs> I have no use for this hierarchy. Let's go down. Uh, yeah, I'm down. Let's go down. Um, I want to see the bottom of this light pillar. I'm, I'm assuming that just because um, he is kind of uh, curious and stuff, he would know a way to sneak you guys down there like through a fence or something. Or would it have to be? Um, I would say that you know that from a standpoint of like that. So there's. there's a, I'm going to call it like a limbo area in the lower level. Um, where basically you can get to the lower level roughly around where this light source comes from lower level because it also illuminates kind of the main area in the bottom of the lobby of the tower. Um, That basically the entrance to get up to, like, so when I refer to lower, um, the lower area, 
of uh, Venificus, Beneficious. Um, th that the lower area Beneficious uh, refers to the whole city, right? The city is way bigger than the tower, even. And I'm trying to say the tower is huge, hmm. right? So, like, the tower is almost the uh, equivalent of like a battleship just vertically. Like, it holds a ton of people. Like, it's a city that's just in Meridian. The Starship Enterprise. Basically. So you have a city that is basically in the middle of this tower. Um, the lower level, basically the bottom part of the tower is, uh, the first floor is essentially a big lobby area slash kind of like city liaison. Like, that's kind of where political offices are for the city. Um, it's It basically just the lower level of the tower is essentially still part of Meridian, but there are barriers to stop people from the city getting into the tower. Lower as in ground? Yes. So like, Not like a basement. So okay. you have, no, there is... Even with... Right, so lower, lower beneficious refers to the city. But the, the, the first floor of the tower is essentially a lobby slash political offices. Like, it deals with the city, but it is still kind of considered part of Meridian. So, like, as long as you don't leave the tower, you don't necessarily walk into an area that would be off-limits in a way. Like, you're not leaving a gate that you can't get back in without a pass. Unless you in a, way. a hole in it somewhere, the patrols are time. Right, so, like, if you refer to... Dylan me leaving to go to lower um, Vinificious to, to go get a bite of food or whatever. You're talking about him going to the city. You're probably sneaking out of the tower. And that's what I was kind of referring to. Is yeah. Sneaking out and kind of just finding his way because he smelled really nice food. It was like, ooh, <laughs> sure. See where that's in. But uh, Lee wants to just go down and investigate where the source of this light is. And that is still technically considered within Meridian territory where it is fine for you guys just to walk down there. And Dylan me would know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so we just go down that way. Yeah. So you guys head down, and what you see is essentially a half dome um, that takes up this about 20 foot wide. 20 feet? I think it's 20 feet. <laughs> it might be bigger. Um, I'm going to say that the, the beam of light is about 20 feet, but the dome that's actually creating this, this beam of light is probably about 40 feet um, diameter. And um, it is basically a glass dome. There is essentially, um, uh, I'll call it like, a, I don't know what you what it exactly refer to it as, but it's kind of like a, if you were to cut the dome in quarters, but where it's cut, and I use the word cut as a relative position, but there's like, it looks to be like gold or brass or bronze, um, like. I'll call it tubes, but like a filigree that runs to divide it into quarters to kind of, it looks like, it looks like it's just adorned to look like it's matched into the aesthetic and it's being held down in a way, I guess, to create this like dome that's over it. That's like a half circle. But it shoots up. But the light oh. that's <laughs> coming from this dome is going up. Gotcha. <clears throat> but it looks to be the source of the light. Um, and there's a railing around it so you can't get within, like, ten feet of it. And even like going to the railing, you can tell that there it's it's inlaid. There's this whole dome 
is actually part of a sphere. Um, so when you walk up to this edge, you can see that it's smooth all the way down, but it's almost like this sphere is suspended within this chamber, but there's so much light, it's really hard to actually see down into that chamber, but you can tell it's very sphere-like. But from the ground floor, you can see it's it's split in half in a way that you can see only the top part of it, but then the other half of it is within inlaid in the floor. And basically, this entire room is centered around this, um, this adornment in a way. Yeah, so he'd get them down there. Like, this is it. This is this is this is where we know where the light comes from. Oh nope, I never tried to go over the railing. It's not allowed. And they say you'll. Let's see you what. So they say you'll get hurt. Oh okay, I, you cut you off. Cut out. <laughs> um. So, so kind of Lee kind of just like, she see her close her eyes again and she kind of feels and she kind of starts whispering incantations um, and, you know, kind of doing semantic move- movements. Um, you see her reach into her bag and pull out a gem, kind of rub it. And like, she just kind of stops and she's contemplating a bit and she just kind of Hmm. This is just like a main lobby area? Like, are there people around? or? I would say that this area, not really anybody's near because there's nothing really going on here. But yes, there are people within like the area. Like as if this was just like a fountain in the middle of a building and people have seen it. Like the people Yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it's, so... it's like the fountain at the mall. There's probably people <laughs> that are on the other side loitering, talking, mm-hmm. doing whatever. And Lee's being quiet about it. Like, she okay. obviously... I want to know how like, suspicious other people are. People are all the time, like, sending messages and stuff like yeah. that. So you can tell that, they're, like, magic is not unheard of to be being cast around here at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you'll see people occasionally that you can just tell they're probably having sending conversations with people, like, cell phones almost, and <laughs> whatever. Um, so, like, somebody whispering an incantation here is not unheard of. And I think she's mm-hmm. trying to hide a bit of what she's doing, but at the same time, nobody seems to care. Okay. That's what Silver would kind of yeah. be like. Mm, um, nobody care. <laughs> and she just kind of interesting. I and she looks around and says, "I'm not going to say anything here." But uh, Dillamy, I, I appreciate you bringing us down here. Oh yeah, that was no problem. Um, are you all ready to head back then? I want to make sure I get you guys back uh, to Flux. Whenevs. Anorin. <laughs> um. Let's mm, jump the railing. <laughs> <laughs> All highly suspicious. I. I. I hmm. Like really highly suspicious. We jump over it. Like, <laughs> do we do, have I, something I, that can go down there? Uh, like, <laughs> sure. It's I, right? Sure, let's do this. What? All right. Well, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> so you jump the railing. Um, you hit ground. Like, as soon as you would hit, like, um, so like where it would dip, it feels like you hit ground, but it's invisible. When this happens, you hear a siren. 
Oh. And instantly, everybody looks into the center. Oh, man, they told us not to do that. And two people walk up. Like, you see two people that were kind of by, like, the stairwell that look to be guardy type people. Um, walk over, like, and, and they're not, like, heavily armored. They're in, like, leathers, maybe. Um, and and they're, they have swords, and they have a shield. And they walk over, and they, Sir, um, and I have to ask you to step back over that railing. Which railing? The one you just jumped over that you're yeah. standing on on the other side of the railing. Or what's going to happen? Uh, we'll have to take you up to the council members and you'll have to uh, tell them why you felt the need to jump over that railing. But if I don't, but you can't go over the railing. So if I don't come over <laughs> that side of the railing, you can't get across the railing to get me. Uh, no, we can come get you. There's no problem with that. Oh, you're hypocrites. <laughs> well, we are given permission to get people away from there because we're not delinquent. <laughs> what was that? Or Norin steps further, further <laughs> away from the railing. Uh, you're still on solid ground. Okay, how far does this go? Um, well, you're almost, in, let's, let's say you probably walk five feet at this point, yeah. um, of the, let's say 20 to get to where the gold, no, wait, uh, I said it was about 10 feet to the, no, wait. So you can kind of tell that it's like some sort of, like you kind of bump up against what feels almost like a wall, but it's part of the sphere. Mm, I guess I feel around and touch it and like it just feels like solid to you but th it feels like you can't pass mm. hmm and they can so by now the guards have kind of walked over um, and they're coming over the, the, the fence to, to come get you Sir, we're going to have to ask you to step over here and come back across the railing. Okay. I follow them. Alright, so they, they kind of help you back over the railing. Um, and they you know, and they, they're like, okay, well we have to take you up to, to have you talk to the council. Uh, who's responsible for this one? I <laughs> uh, sheepishly go, I was showing them around. Uh, you told them that jumping over this banister was a bad idea? I did. I said that so somebody told me I could get you could get hurt, too. So, yeah, I told them it was a bad idea. Yeah, that's, uh... I mean, sir, you're very lucky that we have wards around this to make sure that, uh... That people don't get hurt touching this, but really being near that is not a good idea. Tom, you're just leaving the mic open. I know. <laughs> I'm silently protesting. <laughs> Do what you must. <sighs> Man, I'm going to lose in my duties. 
Where where are they going next? Oh, we're supposed to go to the teleport teleportation circles to send them home. We had the banquet. We came to check this place out, and we got to go to the circle. All right, and you see one of them turn and kind of do a message. Like you can tell, it's a messaging spell. All right, I talked to one of the guards up in the teleportation chamber. You have five minutes to get up there. Um, otherwise, we will find you. We got it. And he hands, actually, uh, dimly, he hands you a card, in a way. Um, and you basically recognize this as like a tracking chip. Oh, uh, um, yep. And he says, give this to the guard up by the teleportation room, and that will clear you, um, and then we'll have no more problems. Sir, understood. And I kind of just slowly fly up to the direction of the teleportation circle. Wait, fly? Yeah, he's, he's a smaller yeah. wing. He kind of like levitates. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting to he's imagine kind of that he's just like everybody. he's just like a cherub. He's <laughs> a cherub. I'm sure. Um, okay, so then, yeah, D- uh, Dillamy starts escorting you guys up to- back towards the teleportation center. Any protests, Anorin? <laughs> I broke the rules, so... I follow them. Alright, so then you guys make your way back up to the teleportation chamber. Uh, Dylan me hands the card over to the guard and goes, Alright. Um, I'm hoping that most of you won't be back again, but... Thanks! Uh, <laughs> some of you won't be back again. Just I heard about what happened. And Lee, Lee kind of turns to the guard and says, I, I take responsibility. I, the, they, they were guests of mine. Um, I will be the one liaison to this. I promise to stay in line. I apologize. And the guard kind of just nods and walks back out. Forgive me, I was being combative. I was just super curious about this area. So Dimly would look at them before they teleport out and just be like, what did you do down there with your with your spell? I noticed you were whispering something. I I still need to figure out what that is. Um, I'll see if I uh, if I can figure it out. I'll, I'll let you know when I. Well, I'll send you a message. <laughs> um, and then she casts the teleportation spell to whisk you guys back to New Hope. Um. And back to her lab, and you see her kind of run over and scribble some notes down. Um, and Greg kind of, um, Lee, now that we're back, what what did you sense? And you kind of see her scribbling, and just hold on a second. She keeps scribbling, and um, and he kind of looks around and just sees that like the lab has changed, and um, and it's not quite what he remembers. And you kind of see him get a little like saddened a little bit, like he feels like he missed out on a lot. That's kind of happened here. Um, and he goes, and Lee, um, how, how long have we, we been gone? And she kind of looks, she kind of stops and drops her, her quill or pen, whatever, probably quill. And, um, and she looks at, at Greg and says, well, it's been two years. <laughs> um, Wait, from when? From when, Greg has been from gone? when he left home. Oh, okay. And until now. Um, so the time dilution between the two worlds is mm. just that much. Um, and she goes, yeah, it's it's been a little while. Um, your your father actually got a little mad when he realized you'd been gone so long. 
and Greg kind of looks at her and just kind of like, yeah, but it's been like two weeks for me. How is that such like a, how is there such bad timing with that? And, and Lady just kind of says, that's, that's flux. <laughs> that's, you kind that's of exist flux. outside of time and, and reality right now. It's, things are different and I'm doing what I can to maintain this, um, this connection. Um, but it's, it's tricky for us. But the nice thing is we're able to bring you guys a lot of goods because we had a year to prepare. We were able to come give you, you know, a bunch of our excess, um, that we were able to grow. And yeah, to you, it's a week, but to us, it's a year. And then she kind of looks and says, but, but back to the, the task at hand. That tower, that source is not of this plane. They're somehow bringing magic from another plane of existence into that tower. Hmm. There's too much magic in there. There was too much magic in there to come from the world naturally. I mean, I, I, I don't doubt that it's an infinite source, and I, but obviously there's nothing that's infinite at, the, at that, that rate, but the fact that that magic felt like, I know, I know Dillamy tried to, tried to say that necrotic magic was, you know, was unheard of, but the, the reality of the matter is whatever they're stealing, they're stealing it from somewhere necrotic or undead there's something fueling that and i don't know where it's coming from as if they're sucking the soul out of something maybe it's it's hard to tell hmm. they said that these nexi whatever whatever they were buried underneath Perhaps they're not nexuses, but perhaps they're portals to another dimension, and that's what they're siphoning the energy for. There's any number of things that it could be, but I, I it didn't feel like that. If it was portal magic, I feel like we it, there would have been a definitive source. Well, this was didn't. different. This was bleeding from another realm. This was what this is... felt sourceless, but I know that's not true. Well, what is a portal if, if not a hole? And where does blood come from if not a hole? So perhaps it's a hemorrhage from another dimension. Not a portal that, per se, but a tear. That, that makes sense. Um, that would be a little bit harder to identify, but it's not within my, my reasoning to the physical realm to understand. Um, perhaps when I liaison with this other group, maybe I'll see if I can dig up any information, but I fear that they're hiding all of the information related to this, probably in the Elder Sanctum, and I doubt I'll ever have access to that side, but I'll see what I can pull off. I still think this is a good relationship, and I don't want to sully it. Even if it's a fact-gathering mission and helping train my people, that's um, maybe something I'll just have to, to take. Uh, but on, on, on with that, um, let's get you guys back to, to Flux so you guys can finish celebrating and enjoy your, your deserved rest. Um, and then so she kind of walks back to the circle. She scribbles like another last note and then gets back to the circle, casts, and then you guys are now back in Flux. Um, 
people are still celebrating. You've only been gone, you know, a few hours or whatever. Um, you see Bardis walk by drunk um, mm-hmm. with the, the guard captain. <laughs> and they're singing, you know, um, songs, drunken songs. Um, and you see Greg kind of, you know, kind of like saddened a little bit. Um, and then we'll kind of blink away from the the flux world and be back into the dark void. And Greg kind of go, kind of looks at the bonfire he created and kind of just. Well, I thought it was a happy memory, and then I remembered what it oh, was wait, like to be here. home. Okay, so I didn't. So what? We're back in the void. I didn't yeah, 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 we're back in the void. Um, and Greg just kind of looks into the fire and just kind of, well, it was a happy memory. Seeing that tower was kind of fun and that little adventure was great. Anorin, you're crazy. Only slightly. <laughs> but, um... I'm shit, man. Yeah, but it's, uh... I forgot how sad it was not being home for two years and how much things change around you. And with that, we will end that session. Woo! Never thanked Delamere for the tour. Well, you guys rushed out of there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure there was a bit of cordial thank yous and things like that. Someone mm. wanted to give him a good berry. For playing with snowflake. Oh, yeah. I got to, he got to pet a tiger. He's pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably not a lot of animals was that exist like in the tower. I mean, like, I I'm sure that. people have familiars. Okay. Um, But I wouldn't imagine that people would actually have, like, pets. Yeah. Because there's not really a chance to get out, per se. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's a little sneak peek into um, my my thoughts for uh, for season two, at least the start of season two. I feel like there's a god that's being captured and harnessed for their power. Uh, this was a teaser. This was not a real. Uh, this is actually prob- like this is way more than anybody's going to have starting that adventure because the as far as I as far as I have planned. At this venture, um, the the players are going to start in lower um, beneficial. Hmm. That'll be fun. They're going to basically be um, uh, couriers for the city. So, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. But I figured I'd do a little bit of introducing a bit of the the focal point of the of of that side of the world. Um, and kind of give an inside look into that operation, and obviously see that you know it's legit. There's people that are there. They're learning. They're working. You know, it's it's a whole city. It's it's neat. But interesting. Yeah. So it's got, it's it's got a cool concept to it, and plus it's cool that it's still in the same existence as Flux itself. So it's all in the same world. Yeah, that was the one thing. Well, no, this isn't. Whoa. It's not Flux. It's New Hope's um, world. Flux is in all. Yeah, Flux is <laughs> somewhere way else. Um, this is this is specifically New Hope. It's another region within the realm of New Hope. I just decided to kind of link it in that way. And who knows where in the timeline of that world will start season? Oh. It could be a hundred years after this event. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> yeah, you have to check out season two to find out uh, where it all starts and how it all gets rolling. Mm. 
So shit, shit explodes. And I, I'm not even, I mean, and I'm not going to like just come out and say, Oh, this takes place, you know, yeah. 800 years after the events of flux or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's going to be, you know, there, it's going to have to be based on landmarks and things that they see within the world. I don't know that you even gave us enough information to identify that later. Uh, no, it would be a callback. Well, to I guess this. we can. You would have to know things from this season to know relative time, yeah. and even then, it means that the players in season two will mm-hmm. need to visit those or areas to be able Dillamy to identify. Dillamy shows players. up. How old is he then? Exactly. If he's Maybe I'll borrow Dillamy occasionally, and uh, he'll be a grand wizard by the time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Because I'm stealing your character, Brady. Just FYI. <laughs> At least as an NPC. Perfect. Maybe you can come back and voice him. We'll see. Maybe. This character. Maybe. Yeah, take him all you want. <laughs> <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that out. I don't have any plans for that yet, so we'll play it by ear. Randall. But yeah, hopefully the Randall. I just like... I just like... And actually, the guy that made our logo, that's Randall Hampton, um, is the guy we met at Drawlicon a couple mm-hmm. years ago, so... I don't know if that was my subconscious jumping forward mm-hmm. on that, but um, but yeah. So there we go. I put Randall as an elder of the uh, the council there. So canon, he's in our campaign, I guess now. <laughs> so, um, oh, I guess as the DM, I'm the one that runs all the uh, all the stuff. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, everybody had fun. Um, you know, we had a light crew tonight, but I think that worked out for this bit of the story too. Uh, it was a lot. It was exposition, and you yeah. know, and people got to learn a new thing about Anorin, So I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> right in the beginning of the yeah. episode. <laughs> well, we um, be, if we were going to be reminiscing, he was going to reminisce about the good times for him. I let the good times roll, right? Mm, uh, Got to make a song reference at some point in this episode, <laughs> otherwise we're not doing our job. Um, yeah, so I want to thank Brady for jumping in last minute. Um, so we had an extra person. Um, yeah, and you too can become patron, uh, subscriber and you may get thrown into the game randomly (laughs) because that's what we do. Um, and you get access to the patron chat, uh, on the discord, but you should just join the discord anyhow, because we're on there. We need people to talk to. We need fresh meat. Uh, What was that, Brady? Oh my god. There was a dog. <laughs> There's a dog. Um, <laughs> Socials? Yes, I was getting there. Huh. Um, yeah, just go to infinitysandgaming.com. Left side, there's a Discord link. There's links to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah, come check us out. Uh, we post uh, weekly, you know, kind of discussion topics on Sundays. Uh, Jackie takes care of that stuff. Um, so come actually join the conversation. They sh- people share them all the time, but I don't think anybody ever actually shares except for us. Yeah. So got memes, got sports talk, all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, sports talk. Yeah, I made that <laughs> channel just because I didn't want to talk about sports. <laughs> so yeah, um, cool. Come check us out. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Looking forward to season two. Uh, I think we've still got at least a couple episodes to wrap up season one. Obviously, we got to finish this whole lich battle. Um, and then yeah. figure out how we're wrapping up. So we'll get there. We're getting there. <laughs> so, all right. Nice. Everybody have a good night and love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.